the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Um, Sharon, it's good to see you. I noticed you back there. Uh, this morning, I want to continue uh, the message that I started. I think this is the third one. And uh, actually, it's titled, Life-Giving Love. Life-Giving Love. That's the love of Jesus Christ, the love of God that is already in our heart. Let me put this to you this morning, what Jesus said as he prayed for us. In John chapter 17, verse 23, he prayed, he said, I in them, I in them, that's Jesus in you, you and I, I in them, and you in me, that's God the Father in him, that they may become perfect in one. Why? And that they, that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. And I've loved them as you have loved me. And I've loved them as you have loved me. The same measure of love that God the Father had for his son. Jesus was praying to his father that we will know that the same quality, the same measure of love is directed towards you. He wants the world to know that. That they may know that that kind of love that same quality of love, no matter what you've done as a human being, if you belong to Christ, you are loved just as Jesus was loved by the Father. No more, no less. The same quality of love. So you can imagine, would you, can you imagine hearing the voice of God saying, this is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. Many of us will know that that's Jesus. That's not me. Well, that's not true. Not according to what Jesus said. Not according to what Jesus said. It's just we have not received it. We have not believed it. It's just words to us. But the Father means every word. And this was Jesus' high priestly prayer for us. He was praying to the Father in John 17 when he said these words. That he wants the world to know that the same measure of love that the Father had for him is right now on your life if you know him. If you believe that, it will change the way you think of yourself. And if you think of yourself otherwise, that means you don't fully understand, nor you have fully grasped what Jesus was saying in his word. That means every resource in heaven is available to you. 
That's the truth. Everything Jesus wanted while he was on earth was available to him. We all agree. And we say, but that was Jesus. Well, Jesus said, the same measure of love that the Father had for him is directed towards you. Had you received that? That will change your self-image. When you present yourself before people, you know who you are. You know who is standing. Notice what Jesus said. I in them. And you in me. So when you go, the same love that God has for his son is on your life. The same favor that was upon Jesus' life. That's why I titled this life-giving love. Because if you understand it, he'll transform your life. He'll transform what you do. He'll transform where you go. He'll transform the kind of friends you choose. He'll transform everything about your life. If you fully understand. If you fully understand. Jesus used some words. I've always loved this when I was a new Christian. He says, you do greatly err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You make so many mistakes because you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. If you knew, like he told that woman, if you knew the one who is standing here talking to you, the woman at the well, John chapter 4, if you knew, you turn it around and ask. We just don't know. The resources of heaven are available to you. If Jesus could heal, yes, you can. Because it was the love of God that was in him, that was the power that was healing people. He says, and Jesus had compassion on them and healed everyone that was sick. When the love of God is manifested, the power of God appears. And things are transformed. Lives are changed. The home is changed. The country is changed. The state is changed. When we allow the love of God out. And we have that love. In, in the same chapter, John 17, I believe verse 26, I've told from 23, 26, Jesus said, I want the love that you have for me to be in them. So I can become the possessor of the same love that God had for Jesus inside my life. So I have the power, and if I believe that, and I've accepted that, then I have the power to love just like the Father loved. That's the truth. And the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Until we know the truth, we won't believe it, we won't act on it, we will stay all constantly say we can't do it. That will transform everything about your life if you understood that the love of God, the love that God has for you. You read First John. God, John kept talking about the love. We believe in the love, in the love of God. God is love. Christianity is all about love. The Christian way is the the love way. The Christian life is the love life. It's not this kind of life. That we have the love life based on selfishness. What you can get. This is another kind of love that came from heaven. It's not found here. Only born again Christians can have that in them. 
And if you receive Christ, then it is in you and you can love. He's very freeing. I can love my enemies. I can love those who say bad things about me. Because the ability is in me, given to me by God. I received it. Would you receive this morning? Can I hear an amen? I received it. I can love. I can love and love heals. Love heals. And you have it. In Romans 5 verse 5, it tells us this. Now hope does not disappoint. Because why? This is an interesting scripture. Do you have hope? Do you hope for something to happen? Something good to happen? If you have love of God in you, it will happen. Now listen. Hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. In other words, if you believe it and you have the love of God, there is power in you to fulfill that hope. It's called the love of God. That's why the Bible says, love never fails. When you choose to love as Jesus loved, your natural self dies. And then you are resurrected with the Savior to love as Jesus loved. Not the selfish love that always destroys, but the love that builds. The love of God. That love is being spread out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. If you are a Christian, there is something so powerful in you. If you have the love of God in you, God is love. And Jesus said, I in them, and Jesus is love manifested in the flesh. I in them, and you in me. You got God. You got love is living inside of you. You can love. You can forgive that one that abused you. You can forgive that one that cheated you and hurt you. Because if you don't forgive, if you don't let love go, you're holding back yourself. And you're disappointing yourself. And your hope will never be realized. Your prayers won't be answered. Your prayers will, you know, God give me this and God give me that. God says, no, why don't you step out in love and show some love first. Only one commandment governs this kingdom. There are two kingdoms on this earth. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. The world has its own system. And if you operate the world system, which kill, steal, and cheat, lie, and all of that, and some people can make, they can make it successful. They're miserable, but they still appear to be successful. They have. Or you can operate the kingdom of God that's over the world and do what's right and love, and God will bless you. And what God gives to you, no man can take away from you telling me. If God gives it to you, nobody can. No devil, nothing. No person. No one can take. If they give it to you and you are depending on them and you walk for your whatever it is to get it your own way, uh, they can take it away from you. 
They elect you, they vote you out. They like you today, tomorrow they don't like you anymore. They get rid of you. <coughs> love, the love of God. You know, love came to dwell with us. When the Bible tells us in John, in John chapter 1 verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was love coming to introduce a new kind of love for mankind. The love that binds. And if you have that love, I'm reserving this for next Sunday. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. <laughs> and I love my life. So <laughs> I love my life, so it's Mother's Day. You allow that love to take control of your family. You're going up. Nobody can bring you down. That's the love of God. It builds. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love came to dwell with us. To make his home with us. By accepting Christ, you accept the love of God to come and dwell in you. Everything you see was as a result of love. God is love. He created all things out of love and command. <clears throat> Just love for the kingdom. That's the only law in the kingdom of God. To love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And to love one another. And you can. You can. That means you can be successful. You can. Don't tell yourself you cannot because you make God a liar. The best thing is to accept it. And tell yourself. On Wednesday night I'm talking about what you say from your mouth. Tell yourself, I can love everyone. Hello? I can love everyone. I can love everyone. And so why? Love lives in me. Not selfish love, that's of the world. I'm talking about the love from heaven. I've got it in me. The love of God is limitless. Limitless. Knowledge has limits. But love is limitless. So I can love everyone. And love builds, gives hope. You have it in your home, joy. When I was growing up, there was a song, maybe I sang it in the United States. We used to sing, with Jesus in the family, happy, happy home. Anybody sang that song? Well, oh gosh. I just, I just gave my, I just gave my age away. No, okay. <laughs> Oh, he sang it, huh? Oh, she did? You shouldn't have said a word about that. <laughs> now they know. But when love lives in your life, there's going to be joy and happiness. Because nothing can bind love. Amen? You can't put chains over love. It's impossible. 
love can, will not fail. I can love everyone. A Christian should not have hate. That's not your DNA for anyone. I know these days if you don't agree with them, they tell you you hate. That's not me. You're talking about the other guy. <laughs> we don't hate. We love. Love gives. Selfishness is the opposite of agape love, the love that God introduced into the world. Selfishness always wants to take. And they get mad if they don't get. Very upset. Selfishness will destroy and kill. God says, that's not the way I created you. That's not what I created you for. I created you to love. That's how you will prosper. That's how you live long life and be healthy. If you love, bitterness will cause you to be sick. Unforgiveness will make you so sick. Because you don't sleep at night thinking about this person that you hate. While they are sleeping, you are not sleeping because you are so angry and you toss back and forth. No wonder you're so sick. Why don't you let them go? Forgive them, okay? Let them go. And feel your freedom. Because love will make well. Love gives. Love will always give the best that it can afford. The best that it can afford. And this, we're talking about the love of God. And Jesus is that love of God expressed. And Jesus made it very clear what love, the love of God does. He gave his only begotten son. That's love. He gave his only begotten son because of love. And Jesus, who was given, the one that was to die, he was announcing it to the world. You don't know how, God, how much God loves you. If you know the one who's speaking to you and that God has given Jesus to you as your personal property, if you will have it, that's love. When you receive a gift, is it not yours? If it's given to you, that's yours. God gave his son to you. Can anything be better than that? Why don't you take him in as your personal property? He can do all things. He can solve that problem that you have. And God gave him to you. He's your personal savior. To be in your life forever. And make sure that all goes well in your life. If you will trust him and give him his place in your life. We need to believe. John said, we believe in the love that God has for us. Do you believe that love? Because it will transform your life. If you believe that love, then you will act that love because what you believe is what you say and it's what you demonstrate. John says, we believe in the love that God has for us. Not just believing in Jesus, we believe in that love. No matter what you've done, God loves you. 
And everywhere Jesus went, he says, the Father is always with me. He has not forsaken me. That means if you accept it and you believe it, everywhere you go, you got not just the Father, but angels all around you. And they listen to you. They know what's going on in your life. That's why Christianity, the preaching of the Word of God, is called the gospel. You know what? Good news. Amen. It's good news. Accept it. He will transform your life. It's never too late with God. It's never too late. Forget the past. Start a new day today with love. Start a new day with God. Today, it's never too late with God. Yes, you've been disappointed in your own doings. Let love take over today. And believe in that love. Because all things are possible to Him. Have some hope in the love that God has for you. Disappointment in the past. Today is a new day. Say it with me. Today is a new day. God can do it. You see, there's something I need to let you know. When you believe, you don't make haste. That means you can tolerate the negatives because you know what you believe. It's going to come to pass. That's why the Bible says, be patient in well-doing. Don't give up. Because in due time, you reap. Stay where you are with your love of God and loving people, sharing with people, letting them know that you, you don't realize how much God loves you. If you, do, you won't be doing the things that you're doing. What do you mean? You don't understand the love of God. Those things you're doing, they're hindering him from ministering to you. Let go and watch what God will do. It's never too late with God. Love gives. God gave his best. And if you want to follow God, you've got to give his, your best as well. I see people want to serve God, but they won't give their best. To love as Jesus loved means you have to die. You have to let go of your life. Amen. I said it here before. If you are love owned, love motivated, and love ruled, you never shrink from any sacrifice. There's nothing that is too much for you to do. For your God. For your God. You know, I was thinking... Do you really love God? Let's say a man comes into this church today with a machine gun. And I know you can carry guns to church now and hide it. But uh, let's say we are totally defenseless. And the man says to us, many of you are going to die today. If you love Jesus, you're going to die today. It's your last day. Uh, those of you that love Jesus, I want you to move to this side of the, the church and those of you who just attend church and don't care, you can move. But I'm telling you, if you claim you love Jesus, 
uh, you, this is your last day on earth. No, while I'm preaching. No, no. Now I'm preaching. This is different. That's the Bible called that. You're out of order. Okay. <laughs> but think about it. How would you respond? Close your eyes and think about it. If you are not able to move to the side where you, this is your last day on earth, God knows. God knows it. And if you can't love Jesus, like the Bible says, you claim you love people, you're lying to yourself and he knows. I've made up my mind. And I'm going to let you know. If somebody like that comes in, I'm not better than anybody else. But my mind is made. I know there is a God. There is no joke in my mind. I know this is real. If he says, you're going to die today, you love God, I say, a fellow, this is going to be good promotion. <laughs> I will be on the other side. I'm ready to go. What's life? Running back and forth, making some money, building and all of that. You, you kill me today, fellow, you're going to die someday. You join me over there or maybe some other place. But I'm willing to let go. Question is, if you love God, what is it in your life that God calls his own? What is it in your life that God calls his own? There was somebody that came to the Lord Jesus and said, uh, they said certain things to him. They were tempting him, actually. And they said, is it lawful to give tax, taxes, you know, pay uh, taxes to Caesar? Oh, no. And Jesus said, give me that coin. Give me that coin. Whose image is this? He says, Caesar. He says, well, give the things that are Caesar's to Caesar. And the things that are God, God, to God. What is it in your life that's God? Why don't you give it to him? Why don't you give it to him? If it's your life, why don't you give it to him? If he calls at 2 a.m., are you willing? You said you gave your life to him, right? This is what's baffling today when we talk about the love of God. We have to love God as he loved us. And love Jesus because he gave his life for us. Uh, many times as a pastor I've dealt with people the people get so concerned about their finances their tithe and um, they tell me well we don't believe it's okay to pay tithe and they say okay 
If you don't pay your tithe, what's God's, what's God's thing in your life? What do you have to give to God? You give what Caesar to Caesar. This is not financial message, but you have to understand your mindset determines what's going on there, whether the love of God is at work or not. This is how we know that we love God because we love the brethren. But if you don't obey God's word in a simple way, how can you claim to really love Jesus? Is his love really at work in your life? You're scared because you're going to church, you're going to pay some money, tithe. That's not why I go to church. Not to pay tithes. I go to worship God. And when I'm there, I give him what belongs to him. That's one thing in my life that he owns. And I give it to him. I'm glad to give it to him. Because I want him to know I appreciate what he's done for me. He died. He gave his life for me. And that tithe is no big deal for me. Take it. It's no big deal. But God brings it back to you according to his word and more. And then not only that, it affects your children and your family. Because when love settles down in your home, because you are demonstrating the love of God, and God lives in your home. That's why I was singing that song. In, when Je- Jesus lives in your home, happy, happy home. Because he's going to make sure everything is flowing well in your home. That's where he lives. Love lives in your home. Love lives in your home. So I tell people, like, you don't believe in the Old Testament, that's okay. The New Testament asks for more. <laughs> We're only asking for 10. You don't want that. You believe the New Testament. The New Testament gives more. Your own life as well. Amen. So usually I don't argue. I just let the person go. Because until God opens their eyes, they can't see. You really can't see. You're still in darkness. Walking in darkness. But you see, we preach this word because it transforms your life. I know. The word of God is changing people's lives right now as we're talking. And taking those obstacles away from you so that God can minister to you. That's the issue here. Love can transform anything. We must love God. You know, I noticed some people, wow, my time is gone. Yes. Thank you for that favor. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how often we, when we are in trouble, how we tell God uh, and we make deals with Him? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that's made deals with God? <laughs> hey, God, I'm telling you, if you get me out of this trouble, I'm telling you, I'll be in church every Sunday. <laughs> if the doors open, I'm in there. And you're crying, God, just really hear me right now. I'm telling you, I'm going to do that. I will even give, you know, God, I haven't paid me. I'll give my tithe and more. And you're begging and you're crying. And God forgives you and helps you. But as soon as it gets into your hand, now the excuses time come. 
You have a lot of good excuses, God, I know. And they'll tell you, I, I know God understands. No, he doesn't. What about the words that you spoke? You said it. He said it. God doesn't forget. You know, as I was thinking about this, something came into my mind. It may, it may help some people here today. It's very important to me. And you know how people sometimes, they borrow money? They borrow money. Nobody owes me anything, so I'm free to go. But they borrow money, and after a while, it seems like everybody's forgotten that they borrowed money. Have you noticed that? Nobody's talking about it. But what I want you to know, you who borrowed the money, you have not forgotten. And if you have not forgotten, believe me, the person you borrowed the money from, has not forgotten either. They are waiting for one of you to That's the way God is. When you give him your word, he remembers. He hasn't forgotten. You know what the Bible says about that? It says a wicked man borrows and doesn't pay back. A wicked man borrows and doesn't pay back. God is a just God. So, I went this way today because I'm telling you, if you've borrowed money, nobody sowing me anything, but I've got to say it, because it may be somebody here. Now, that's true, because sometimes your conscience tells you, you're only saying that because you want your money back. <laughs> but that's not the case. I'm being fine. It's not about you. But what I'm telling you is this. When you do that, you have stepped out of love. You are not walking in love. If you can't pay, talk to the person. Don't act like everything is forgotten. It's not. Just like with God. You need to get that. A wicked man borrows, he doesn't pay back. And the Bible tells us, I believe it's uh, Psalm 7, verse 11. He says, God judges, it's a righteous judge, but he's angry with the wicked every day. So if you don't pay your debt, you're a wicked man, and uh, that's bad. God's angry with you every day. No, you got to pay your debt. That's not walking in love. But more than that, you owe God your own life. And you are not paying up. You are not serious with your devotion to him. These are things that are very critical for the Christian world. Today is a funny world. It seems like if you go to church, you go to heaven. It doesn't matter what you do. That's the way it seems like. But the love of God transforms us. That love transforms us. That love was in Christ. And that love will transform our lives. Amen. Next Sunday, I'm going to continue with the same message, but with a different uh, take to it. It's Mother's Day, and I love my life. Say it again. So, we'll be talking about love in the family. Amen. Love in the family. How that can transform your family and uh, Inject life into it.
If your family is dying, basically, if your fam- if your life, if your family is not growing, I mean, in every area of life, that family is dying. Some people have families right now that is dying. Most likely because love is not there. There's not love there. And we're going to talk about how to work this out in our family so that the family will thrive. God wants something out of your family. God wants something that's important to him out of your family. Bow your heads with me this morning. Again, there is, we have so much that we need to allow God to do in our lives. So much. But the first step is to accept the love of God. God so loved, He gave. He gave His only begotten Son. Many of us we accepted him sometime in the past, but we have not truly walked in love towards him or even our fellow Christian brothers and sisters. Today we can rededicate our devotion, our life to him. Or maybe you haven't really allowed Jesus to enter your life and you want him to come in with all of the love of God to dwell in your heart. This morning at the count of three, if you want Jesus, the love, that love manifested in the flesh, to come and dwell inside of you, at the count of three, would you lift your hand up? One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Pray with me this morning, everyone. Say with me, Lord Jesus, thank you for offering yourself as a sacrifice for my sins. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart right now. Fill my heart with the love of God. Help me to love God and to love my fellow man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, our Father, I know you heard me today. I believe right now that I am a member of your family. I want to be a member of your family that is helping the kingdom of God to grow and increase. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.